1: plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Calgary Flames will not be members of the 2023 postseason.
0: Ugh.
1: Welcome to Afterburner. Ryan Pitter alongside Rhett Warner. Rhett, it felt like they didn't deserve the chance to get in at times this year, but the 2022-23 version, not good enough to be the top eight in the West. How are you?
0: They were very blah all year. They gave us a little excitement at the end, but uh, probably where they deserve to be, sadly.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I I would, nothing, this is a flame show and we'll talk a lot about this game. Huge tip of the cap to the Nashville Predators who are doing it without one of the best defensemen on planet Earth, without arguably their four best skaters, Yossi, plus Duchesne, plus Johansson, plus Phil Forsberg. Uh, that that is an incredible uh, run they've been on to allow themselves to stay alive through eighty games in a chase for a playoff spot.
0: All right. All right, absolutely, tip the cap. Like you said, they've battled the team that should have faltered a month ago. They were they already threw in the towel and they're still there. But I will say this: the, <laughs> they give a hard effort, and Sar- Saros plays awesome. The goaltending is great they aren't that good they're beatable no. like the flames the flames should beat that team i'm sorry
1: well and you know what let's look at the two goals so markstrom was very good on this night and i thought made some big saves but it's a gift wrap misplay of the puck from markstrom behind the net for the first goal second goal bounces off the referee's skate and goes to the opposite side of the net everyone thinks it's going it's going to easy tap in and then you're up one nothing in the shootout with your season on the line Calgary Flames went to Nick Ritchie in round three of the shootouts. And I, I shouldn't laugh, but is, is there something that could put a bow on the season more from a Daryl Sutter perspective than that baffling decision in round three when Tyler Toffoli watched, when you know Elias Lindholm was watching? That That's the guy with the, the season on his twig. He scores. You're still alive.
0: Yeah, he he really symbolizes flames and success. (laughs) I don't know. The only thing I can say say is that they must do shootouts in practice, and perhaps Richie is just damn good in those shootouts. I have no idea. I have no – there's no reason. Like, that's just it. Daryl ain't going on a hunch there. Why
1: why didn't we see him in Vancouver? Not that it's like – it felt like a hunch. Because I don't know that we've seen Nick Ritchie in the shootout before, and I think he's played in a few. But, but he, he might.
0: Uh, why didn't you see him in the shootout in Vancouver? Because they didn't score, so maybe he was trying to change it up. So Lindholm, who was their best
1: player on the weekend of Vancouver, and I thought another solid game tonight, doesn't get a chance in either shootout to help his team get two points. I, I would sure
0: like to ask Lindholm. First. I would like to ask Lindholm. Does he like shootouts? Yeah. And is he good at them? Yeah. Because it's easy for us to say, why don't you put Lindholm yeah, in? Totally. But if Lindholm is in the dressing room and say, I really don't like shootouts, I get nervous and pissed down my leg, then uh, there's a reason he's not out there. We don't not know. A lot
1: of good players weren't good at shootouts. Like, you, Jerome, you'd remember.
0: Yeah, terrible.
1: Not his best. Yeah, you know, like, no. give, give him someone chasing him with back pressure, and I bet you he's 50%. The shootout yeah. he was probably 25.
0: So, so I, yeah, so I'd love to say, Jesus, Daryl, what were you thinking? Why wasn't Lindholm in? But uh, Daryl's not that bold to just go out on a limb i don't think like that and if he is well that's there's your results big d (laughs) that's what you get
1: i mean he likes richie we know that clearly he's sitting you know one of the top prospects in the organization too but one you know really uh to watch nick richie down the stretch here uh it just was a, a little bit odd to look up and think is this the third best option? Maybe it is. Maybe Nick Richie's a savant. I'll 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 do the work. We'll talk about it tomorrow. We'll, we'll see what Nick Richie is on his career for shootouts. It just felt
0: fucking weird. Oh. It, yeah, it feels real weird. If he's that good, the team probably keeps him just for shootouts. And like you said, you had to shoot out a couple days ago. So if he is really good, why isn't he in that one? Because that game mattered a lot too. So yeah, no, I have no no idea what the reasoning was, but. If, it's too late now, and and depend everything on Nick Ritchie and his shootout. Not being successful in that one no. shootout is uh, you're missing the point of the whole season. It was yep, a no, it's true. it was a dysfunctional year from start to finish.
1: So you had said it. I want to say a week, a week and a half ago. They're seven, three and two in their last twelve. Like, oh my goodness, look at this. Uh, they will close, you know, now that they're eliminated. I No one cares what happens Wednesday against San Jose. It doesn't affect, um, you know, whether they're in or out. It's. It, I imagine you'll see some youngsters, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But with their season on their line, their final 18 games, they go 10-4-4. That's pretty damn good. Um, it's It's frustrating because you could see that this team has a lot of skill and that there is an environment where, you know, they can be good and beat good teams. There was also a couple characteristic of this year's version losses, to bad teams, but 4, and four is a really nice stretch. The problem was what you did in the 60 some odd games before those final 18, you put yourself in a spot where 4, and four is not good enough.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. 4 and four is not good enough. And the team you're trying to catch wasn't real sharp. So, yeah. So that's it, uh, that shows you how shitty you were for yeah. the first sixty. So, uh, yeah, you can't. The, the, I I don't know. I don't know if the if if you want if you call it false hope. You know, going ten four and four down the stretch here, if it's that's nice. or if that's what you are like. That's the hard part now is. It's, you know, when Jankowski scored four goals at the end of the season or whoever it was that yep. year, well, is he a 20-goal scorer or is he a 10-goal scorer because he had a great night, right? Like, uh, to me, the fact you can't beat Nashville, and I'm mm-hmm. I, like we said, I give Nashville a lot of credit. but They're terrible. Yeah. They, they're terrible. They're well, slow. I'm- they're... They're beat up. They they're doing what they have to to survive, but they're not a good team. Try can, to imagine they, the Flames. You never Rasmus had the
1: lead, and their top line. That's basically what Nashville's doing right now. Yeah, UC Saros is all world, and yeah. we're seeing over the last few years, like a Vesna yeah. candidate last year. Like the environment's not a great one. There's a ton of chances. The Flames could have won this thing four times alone in overtime. I think a Uyghur set up by Huberto. I think a Weger set up by Backlund to Foley had a shot in the slot. Rasmus Anderson. Dances out front, can't tuck that in. Uh, Lindholm, a redirection late. I mean, these aren't all saves. These are chances. But when there was a great chance that was on net, Saros was there. He was phenomenal. And you could see that as much as Yossi and Forsberg and all these other guys are great players, the identity of this club is still Yossi Saros. And let's remember how last year ended. Saros got hurt and they rolled into the playoffs without him. Daryl said, whoever plays Colorado, it's a waste of jet fuel in eight days. He was right. They didn't have Saros, though.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I would say that the last two games are two games where the Flames might say the other goalie beat them. Yeah. Right? They, they, they've they said they've outshot other teams and this and that lots this year, but I, I don't think the other goalie had to be spectacular. I think Saros this game, uh, Thatcher Demko against Vancouver was really good and maybe saved, you know, stopped the Flames from getting two points. But again, you know, this is a one-night affair. No. Right, like you, you had plenty, like the Chicago thing just a few days ago, a week ago. Not even you didn't even show up to play. So don't give me a sob story that oh, sorrow stood in our way of getting in the playoffs. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it's no, not no. That's Nick a-
1: Ritchie not scoring. It's not all oh, went off the ref's foot. It's not all oh, you know we got out goalied. It's how did you put yourself in a spot through 63 games where you had to basically play almost perfect hockey for the last 20 like how did you, yeah. how did this team it, it was a huge body of work that pushed them into this spot it's not a single play this week last week whatever it's it's a really really shitty season Rhett, and it might be the biggest miss on expectations we've seen you know in your non-playing career there were a lot of people that had the Calgary Flames is maybe not quite as good in the regular season Going to be a tough out in the playoffs. They're going to win the Pacific. I see them maybe a, a run of the cup final. There's a that, that was a lot of the preseason. This is a big swing and miss. We talked about it. There's blood on everyone's hands. Players, GM, owner, certainly the coach. Uh, this, this one's going to sting because this was supposed to be year one of a window that ain't huge. It's probably a three to four year window. Year one blew up on you
0: blew up bad to the point where you you have, you're talking about a window and you wonder if that window needs to be broken and re, <laughs> reinserted and readjusted or moved like I don't know that you come back with the same group of villains to, to start next year. perhaps you do, but I would suspect there'll be some change. the, dis- the dissecting can start now where they they had us uh, hanging on thinking that maybe there's still a chance. Well, now that's come and gone. Yep. And and the truth can start to be picked apart.
1: Okay, uh, a couple items in the chat that we'll get to. Uh, I want to start with, okay, so they are now eliminated. That allows you to do some things for one whole game. But Matthew Coronado, year one of his contract of his entry level is burnt once he signed that contract. He doesn't have to play to burn it. Because of his age, he'll be an RFA coming out of ELC after two seasons, next and the following one. Playing or not doesn't change any of that. I imagine it would be a nice thing to do for a kid. And certainly Jacob Pelche, who I think looked really good for the, the majority of the body of work we've seen in the NHL this year. Uh, he deserves to get back in here as well.
0: Is that sort of where you would turn to for other an otherwise meaningless game 82 on Wednesday? Yes, hundred percent. And I'm smirking because in my head I'm going, okay, Matthew Coronado's going to get in on, on Wednesday versus the sharks. And rightfully so. I am I'm happy for that. What's Daryl's response to that? If he was, if, if it was no good to hand Pelche the reins because he hadn't earned it, what the F has Matthew Coronado done in Daryl's eyes to earn it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is he going to be mad about it? Or, like, is he going to give him a shift? Is he going to shit talk him after the game again? Like, these are the mistakes that Daryl made. And yeah. I don't know how he fixes that. I can't imagine he acts the same way to Coronado that he did with Pelche because it was a terrible way to treat someone. But it's, you know, if you look at it, he's if he's pissed off that Pelchig was forced upon him, why the hell is he happy Coronado is?
1: Uh, well, you know what? Let's let's go right there, then. This will be buy it or sell it for Derek Newman of Newman Dean's Real Estate Group with CIR Realty. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, give Derek a call. You can see his phone number up there as well as his email address, dnewman at cirrealty.ca. So buy it or sell it daryl's gonna roll out coronado and pelche on wednesday
0: i buy that daryl's gonna roll out coronado and pelche on wednesday and if he doesn't i think he's resigned himself to leaving the franchise
1: it would seem like it's more about daryl than anything it it would be
0: a bit of a it would be a bit of a finger to everybody that's been bitching and moaning so
1: and 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 to be fair uh, we had frank on a couple weeks ago and you know, when, as time passes, you learn more about situations that arose. His, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, his recap of what had happened with the Pelche debut after he'd been called up and was left waiting and waiting and waiting was such, Frank said, Pelche just wanted to get his family out for his first game. And, and all the other players like, dude, like, let them know when the game is. They'll fly out the family. And Daryl just had no interest in, well, I, Not not tonight. Don't ask me about down the road. We'll do lineup stuff later. Again, I'm paraphrasing, but, when you heard that post game Pelche, oh, what number is he? And he reads the statue. Like, come on, a coach knows the guy's fucking number. It's ridiculous. Uh, a bit of performance art from Daryl. Frank was saying that was his way to say, "Screw all of you that made me do this. I'm the coach. This is my turf. Why are you twisting my arm to get this kid all this notice of a day or two to get his family and lineup decisions are mine." Again, it spoke to to some serious dysfunction there it's all over now so I think Daryl is fine to do it but when they weren't eliminated boy they still didn't go
0: to Pelche no, in the end yeah but I mean, that's why you don't trust that there's not more dysfunction to to show you know who's he sitting is he gonna send a message to Kadri sit Kadri like he didn't seem to want to take Lewis out ever and Lewis is his guy and if he thinks he's leaving he probably wants to give Lewis the last game yeah. right so I I think those two will play I just don't think it's I don't think it's a happy place to be for anyone and he almost feel bad for Coronado to have to go into that situation
1: did you uh see at the intermission Coronado set up in the room
0: <laughs> no I didn't. I didn't watch the intermission
1: so uh do you have any storage lockers and or shelving in your garage yeah. Yeah. Well, that's he had a fold-up chair next to some shelving
2: that they was not the,
1: necessarily on one of the three walls where the stalls are. If you know how the room, he's kind of beside the whiteboard, and then you know they have more stalls than players, and you're into rosters as big as you want it right now. You only have they have, have, to a, they have and,
0: a rollout you know. stall, don't they? Who's got? Well, the I rollout. think they got
1: 25, 26 guys now
0: because uh, you got Gilbert yeah.
1: and uh, Stone on the back end, so that's eight D. Then you also have. Uh Rozicka and Palce, so another goal. And, anyway, yeah. welcome to the to the big show potentially.
0: Yeah, well, we can talk about that more tomorrow uh, on Barnburner, Burner. But tonight for me, you know, I watched that Nashville team. Surely, you like their gutsy effort, I guess, and Sorrows. But I, I keep saying it. That's you never had the lead against that team. Yeah, and they aren't that good. Like they were horseshit. They throw pucks into the middle. They're slow. They can't forecheck you. You should like the, the Flames should have went at them in waves, and they did for the short spurts of it. But they, there's it should not have been close. It and should that, not.
1: A hallmark of the season in the stretches where they had really dominant pressure just couldn't find a way to put it in. Whether well, and that's, that's a but or a missed net or like
0: ah, but, but that's where you wonder about the skill level. When you talk about a whole season where one goal, you couldn't get that one. Well, is that a sign of bad luck that you can't get one goal when you need it? Or is that a sign of what you are? 31 goal losses. Is that correct? I thought I read that in the chat here. Anyway, if that is correct.
1: 17th overtime or shootout loss of the season, yeah, that, as well. That's, that's also a franchise record. Yeah, I feel like that. that's more luck, but I, I would understand if people don't feel that
0: way. Yeah, look, that's the thing. I don't, I just think in, in general, all of those losses aren't about luck anymore. It's not 30 games of bad luck, it's the fact that you can't put the puck in the F net. Like, yeah, you don't have the skill to do it.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I would push back a little on they don't have the skill to do it. I would just say you're, you're, you're within one more than half the games this year, and you can only find a way to win like 20 or so. Like, it's a ridiculously horrible, I think it was 52 one-goal games when you factor in empty netters, 53 tonight, if my number is correct. It's a really, really rough number. And what is the value of a toxic room versus a healthy room? Is it that one bounce a night? Because you can't say that they're not skilled enough to compete. They play, they don't get blown out. They're in every fucking game. They're leading the league in posts. Like it's that close to being like, wow! If you flip their overtime record to five hundred, but give it's not five hundred in that in the one you're, goal games, you're like just, they're yeah. fucking on home ice.
0: Well, listen, I'm I'll crazy. give you your argument points, and that's fine. You can make those points, but I don't. I want. I disagree with you hundred percent. You can't say if they didn't fucking do it. Yeah, no, no they did for sure. There's no. My if. question
1: is, how much of that is showing up to work, and there's a storm cloud every day. And well, how much of that is? We're sure not sure. There's building. some,
0: but, but but why is the storm cloud there to begin with? Is it because the room's shit, or is because they don't fucking win? Like, go score the goal.
1: Well, no. Let's let's be honest here. Seven games into the year, Daryl presses panic button. They're five and two. It felt like Listen, the room was fucked before the record was
0: bad. Well, who's responsible for having a good attitude about things? You, you, you're again. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that it was dysfunctional all the way through. But I will not point the finger at one person as opposed to the whole group. The whole group fucking failed. Daryl Sutter failed. Treliving failed. Cadre failed. Hubert failed. Weger was shit for most of the year. Anderson missed an open net. That's a fail. Backlund had a career high, but he didn't help the team win when he needed. That's a fail. Like is the only one that didn't fail you really Duba didn't score enough manjapani didn't score enough your defense wasn't that great tanev did get hurt like the list goes on and on you can't if you're good enough you score the goal you score the goal and yeah, yeah I you exactly
1: can I've got a big one tonight but I, I i'll i just think like okay so when i say it's a dysfunctional room you're hearing me say this is all Daryl. i'm not saying that at all i think for whatever reason this mix of veterans and this coach together didn't work. And there's that shows up more than just, you know, when they're not playing, I think that shows up when they're playing. There was too many nights where efforts were flat. There was too many nights where you just said, why is the coach putting a guy here? Why is this guy so missing an effort? Um,
0: but that's the dysfunction, yeah, it, right?
1: Where yeah, no, it is, confused. and I'm not hanging that on the coach entirely. Uh, no, I'm I know, and, it's but that,
0: I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying you're confused because you don't know why the coach is doing it. The coach should be smarter. That has proven in the past that he is smarter than that. Yet mm-hmm. looks a bit uh, stubborn and out of it, but putting guys out there that shouldn't be out there. So then you're like, well, if he's a Hall of Fame coach and he knows better, why is he doing it? Well, maybe mm-hmm. it's because the kids in the room. Ain't getting, aren't doing what they're supposed to do. And he's trying to send them in. Like we, the, we can go back to all of it and whether it's skilled, dysfunctional. Yep. Something ain't right.
1: I'm going to add another buy or sell just cause I'm greedy. And I yeah. got to, if you're, you're going good right now does, well, it's a statement. So if you're buying it, you agree. If you're selling it, you don't, uh, missing the playoffs means Brad, your living won't be
0: back next year, buy or sell. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I think missing the playoffs is huge. I don't think the the ownership Mr. Murray loves missing the playoffs. I think he spends a lot of money on this team and he expects to make the playoffs. I think trilliving has been here a long time and it win lose one year this one year that I just I think that and i, I and I also wonder if Brad Trilliving's tired of it like this is it can be a. roller coaster and it's a lot of work and this he didn't look to me we didn't talk to him much but you didn't see his face around much it didn't look like he was enjoying this roller coaster of a season either
1: no and then i guess if we're gonna go down that road
2: when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
0: You
1: got vibes on Daryl or you don't want to let the dust settle. Down?
0: I think Daryl has a more of the owner's ear than Mr. Truliving has.
1: I agree with that. And he's got the contract, right? Yes. Murray don't like paying guys to not work, I'm guessing.
0: And, and that's not for one year. That's a couple more.
1: Yeah. Which, uh, you know, I wonder about the order of things. And you, you asked Frank about this. We talked about this is it an awkward party if the GM's on the way out doing exit interviews and a lot of the conclusions he draws or the coach has to go, but he's neutered essentially because he doesn't have the power to fire a coach. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if neither are back. Uh, and I, I would understand if both the GM and the coach just said, you know what, this isn't the fit right now. I don't. I think that would be tough for Daryl to do, given how stubborn he mm-hmm. appears to be. But I, like you said, he's a sharp guy. I, I think uh, he's seen some of his tried, tested, and true... Methodologies. Well, here's what
0: I'll I'll just say: if well, since we're playing the what if game,
2: yeah,
0: if living ain't back and Daryl gets his opinion on or gets some say on who's taking Mister living's spot, yeah, changes the whole thing because if Daryl ain't happy with the guys in that room, and he's got his buddy as a GM, he's yeah. telling his buddy get these pricks out of here. Deal. Yeah, and I, that's
1: that. to be fair. That's a scenario that worries me. I, I don't know that daryl's great at um collaboration and his first spin at gm i thought was going to be his only it it did not go well there was way too much term and money to guys that were on the wrong side of their careers and there was just you know not great draft and development track record it was not good And, and so here's the the problem is a lot of the issues that we see here it's like oh well geez like Get some young kids in, add some speed. Don't get married to this veterans, which drove you nuts. Why are you still rolling out 17 and 22 every damn night uh, without even looking at some of the young kids? I feel like if Daryl has some say on the GM, he may as well have puppet strings.
0: It's yeah, you're probably right, but who knows how it's going to play out. I just, those are all factors that are quite possible where Daryl has a say on things and, and I, uh, Some of the things you bring up, I think they're already old. A lot of these contracts that we have from the players that we have. I don't think the fountain fountain of youth is something that these guys are finding.
1: No, no, for sure. Uh, I'd agree with you on that. Oh, so triple header for buy it or sell it. Thank you, Red, Putting up a lot with a lot of hypotheticals there. Uh, Derek Newman of Newman Dean's Real Estate Group, 403-619-6661, part of CIR Realty. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean it's funny. Like, so so now they're eliminated. It's like, okay, let's tackle these big offseason issues. Mm-hmm. We got a few months to stretch out on a lot of these. They will play Wednesday against San Jose. It is absolutely a, a disappointing and, and massively underwhelming and underachieving season for this group. Um, did was there something you like tonight? We'll do, I suppose, your cheers of the game for BK Beaufort Liquor, located across from Windsport, Mandeep and his crew. If you're heading out of town, grab a nice bottle of something, maybe some craft beer, some specialty wines and cues
0: It's all there? there? BK Beaufort liquor. I was supposed to stop in there this weekend, and I didn't get a chance because I was running late. Damn it. Anyway, That's I'll good. get out there. Uh, my cheers of the game, Mackenzie Weger. I was hard on him. I didn't like how he played. I thought his effort was piss poor for the first four or five months of the season. I think he has been dynamite and possibly the Flames' best player tonight.
1: I liked it tonight. He had the, the, the game on his stick twice in overtime. Could not beat UC Saros. First, that little short pass from Huberto to spring him in. Couldn't find uh, a hole there. And then Backland zipped it out to him as well. It felt like, man, they're not scoring on those. This thing's going to shoot out. Those are
0: great chances. And you know what I liked that changed, in my opinion, of him? Was the fact that he looked like he cared. He competed pretty damn hard the second half of the year. Com- and you know what? He was, yeah, he was competing. And at the start of the year, I didn't think he... I thought he was a sourpuss that he got traded out of Florida and didn't want to be here.
1: I think what's helped him a lot was playing with Rasmus Anderson. I know we went and played with Zdorov for a bit when Tanev was out, but I really liked when you got those two together, I think it allowed Wigger to be more of what he was in Florida for whatever reason. And it's not that, you know, he wasn't playing with a good player in Tanev, but for whatever reason, that match with Anderson really allowed him to pop a bit offensively, creating chances. And I thought Hannafin and Tanev was a, great match as well. He hadn't seen much of that in the time that tanner has
0: been here. Oh. Who's yours?
1: I got Jacob Markstrom, which is tough on a night where he throws it out in front, but after that, he was almost perfect. I mean, it's off the ref to the wrong side of the net. It's I, When I saw the play, I'm like, why is he looking over the wrong shoulder? Well, the reason is the puck was going there. It hits the toe of the referee, comes out over here, the wrong side for where everyone thought the puck was going, and it's an easy tap in for the Preds to take uh, their second lead of the game. Stops the first two in the shootout. Overtime big saves. Close um, on that third one. And and I feel like as much as we talk about other things, you could tell the story of how this club was feeling and doing and where they were at, wins and losses, by how Jacob Markstrom played. That 10-4-4 mark I, I mentioned, Yep, he has been in net for 22 of those 23 games to get to here. So all that 18 stretch, there's only one game in there he didn't play. It was one of the Anaheims. He got started and hooked in one Anaheim. Riddick, excuse me, not Riddick, uh, Dan Vladar got the entire t of the other Anaheim game. It's been him every other night. And so when Markstrom was awful for three months, guess how this team did? Awful. When he was okay out of the gate, they were okay out of the gate. He's been a much better goaltender down the stretch, and that's allowed them to, yes, with some help from Winnipeg backing up um, and falling, a little tumble from them, but it's a really respectable final month and a half of the season.
0: He was, uh, yes. And it, it, it's shitty that he waited until then to start playing hockey because probably you get that kind of goaltending. You're not worried about missing the playoffs, but too little, too late.
1: That's your cheers of the game. Uh, Mackenzie Weger, number 52, Jacob Markstrom, number 25. You're two. Tips of the cap for BK Beaufort liquor, craft beer, wine, spirits. Call Mandy 403-247-4722 or give them an email BK Beaufort liquor at gmail.com. I'm going to see if we've got uh Daryl available. I'm just looking for uh, you know, there it is. Let's do it. Uh, Daryl Sutter post game three, two shootout loss to Nashville. Their postseason hopes poof up in smoke tonight.
0: Nice one. up. Oh, it's
2: too bad. we'd better at all the really good chances in overtime. Fight back in the third, tie it. Tough.
0: We hadn't seen Nick Ritchie in a shootout uh, situation for you guys. Uh, what was I thinking using him?
2: he uh, scored on him in a shootout before. You pretty much, I think, just watch, you probably got to go somewhere glove on him, other than unless you're somebody like Johnny that can do lots of different things.
1: I guess choosing him over, say, Toffoli or Mangiapane. I guess that's it's just not this. much difference.
2: If you do the percentages, odds, it's you know what you're going on practice and going on guys that have scored against him prior. It's not. It's not the point really. It's had no bearing on the game. The difference is those great chances in overtime. Three two games, it's like a playoff game, right? Now that
1: you've missed the playoffs, what, when you look back at this season, what? I don't think Eric
2: could do that yet, right? Not yet. Yeah. I mean, we got another game to win here. Darryl, I know it's <clears throat> excuse me, I know it's fresh, but on a night like this, where the playoff hope ends, what what are those nights like for a coach for the group? Well, we we'll want to make the playoffs, right?
1: That's that's what you coach for. uh interesting. Uh, <laughs> still have one more game to win. I I kind of get that, but it sounded like Daryl. Didn't know they were, I know he knows. And the answer at the end is almost tricky as well. You know, you want to make the playoffs, right? But. That's so, just, so
0: just so. the way of saying, I don't want to talk about it. We could talk about it on Thursday morning when the season is officially over. Just like you said, we got months to dissect yeah. this and make adjust well, we don't get to make the adjustments, but they can ask questions for hours on Thursday.
1: The four chances and overtime You references. Uyghur set up by Huberto on the two-on-one. Uyghur set up by Backland, stopped by Soros. Uh, Rasmus Anderson was the last. No, he was the second chance of, the, of overtime. He walks out front, nearly tucks it in. And somewhere in there was a Toffoli in the slot. Uh, well, four monster stops.
0: They were monster stops. The, the one comment that upsets me, and it wasn't an ignorant comment by any stretch, but the fact that, oh, we battled back in the third. You shouldn't have had to battle back. You should go out and win that game and get ahead and put Nashville in your rearview mirror. You never had the lead. And yeah, Markstrom makes a bad play, and then they get a bad bounce. But the bad bounce was halfway through the third period almost or however far into the third. Go get the lead. like That is a team you should be able to beat. So I just don't like the fact that... They finally found a way to come back and win some games after getting down, but that's the time of year where you don't want to be coming back and putting that risk and, yeah. and having to overcome those obstacles. It's just another stressor and indicator that you're maybe not ready for the game. Like enough or like how many games in a row did they give up the first goal over the last week lot. to 10 days? Yeah. Right. Like it's no good. Two goal leads are given up. That's that's against
1: Vancouver. In both trips to Vancouver, they fell behind against Winnipeg, if I'm correct, but mm-hmm. then did have a really nice response to that. The Chicago game, I'm trying to remember. It feels like uh, the Anaheim game. They needed to rally, tie it, and then heroics from what Lucic and Stone in the third. Yeah, there's been too much chasing here, and that's exhausting. And look, they 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 showed more muster than I think a lot of people thought they had, but. You can make life easier on yourself. They don't all have to be rallying back from down to nothing.
0: No, exactly. Put a team to bed. Nashville looked exhausted. They're running around. They can't play D. They don't have the guns to compete. They are hanging on. Get after them and put them to bed. And some people say, well, they did. They just couldn't score. No. Now there's too many games in the last 10 days where that situation didn't need to play out. And it was the same in all of them. You mm-hmm. gave up leads and had to come from behind in all of those games. That's not, that's not a recipe for success and it ain't playoff hockey. I'm sorry. I think once the play, it's been awesome to watch this year, but I don't think three goal leads are going to evaporate like they did during the regular season. Once the playoffs start.
1: I'd agree. And uh, you know, we always say the whistles go away in the, the playoffs, and that's kind of not true. But what happens is game one that's normal, game two a little less. Game two, and then you yeah. by the time you're in game five, well, the rest hey. of, oh shit. They want to stay I, out of the way. We're not gonna determine this. Like well, let's
0: just tonight was a great example in overtime. Anderson should have had a penalty. He tackled. I I don't know who he tackled yeah. for the one timer in front of the net that we the Soros made the save on, but that's a penalty. <laughs> right? No. Like the whistle was put away for that one. So that's what happens to playoffs.
1: We should note. Before we got to this game into overtime and saw those glorious chances and saves from Soros, and then the shootout where they led one nothing and then fell in rounds three and four, the power play finishes zero for four on this night. The penalty kill six for six. They might have generated more on their six penalty kills than they did in their four power plays. And if you're gonna go out and your season's done, wasn't it fitting that it wasn't one goal? beyond regulation setback where the power play couldn't get you one. And despite some chances and penalty killing going well, it just felt like, of course, they were going to lose in overtime. And of course, that power play didn't give them anything tonight. One goal would have changed the entire complexion of this game on an advantage.
0: 100%. And that's why I still question... The skill level. I mean, we argue about it a little bit, and we can think that it's the room or the style of play the coach wants, and I could be wrong, but I just feel like when you're on the power play, your skill should be able to overcome some of these obstacles, and you should be able to score some goals, and they just don't do it.
1: Nice to see another guy get his first NHL career goal against the Calgary Flames.
0: Beauty. Really good Igor
1: Afanasyev. Mm Mm-hmm. Nice to meet you. And of course you were scoring
0: tonight. <laughs> yes. The thing
1: I was more certain of is that Mark Jankowski was going to score against his old team, but he already did that this
0: year. I can't believe you didn't bet on him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. A couple more comments to get to. Uh, Flames need youth and speed. They looked really slow against Chicago. They look really slow when they lose. It's. It feels like getting max effort is tough from these guys uh, sometimes. I didn't mind the effort tonight, but where, where are you at on that? I, I, I also think there's some guys in the rafters that can help you with that.
0: I think sometimes we get caught up watching our own team all the time and we don't take notice of how good and talented other teams are with kids playing. So I, I would agree that it's time to get some some more in there. and And, and those kids push other people to be better right? Like if you're Dylan Dubay and there's a couple young kids coming up, guess what? Dylan Dubay's on the hot seat. You don't want to perform. I got these kids right here. They're ready to go. So feel free to either chip in or get the hell out of the way. This from
1: a uh, flamer Kirk. And I do have my priorities wrong. Two, two things to touch. Number one, how have I gone this long without talking about the cat over your right shoulder? Uh, you, I believe you introduced us to him once, uh on the show at some point please uh, give us an introduction for for the afterburner audience for the first time
0: that's my florida panthers trophy that's what we got that's what i was pissed off i got after going to the stanley cup finals in 95 96 i wanted the team to match the nhl playoff bonus because i was broke instead we got this trophy And now it's my favorite possession in the world.
1: I was gonna say at the time, you're like, I could take the cash, but here you are, how many years later, that money's gone at some bar somewhere in Miami. You've got something lost now. It even
0: spins around like it's a beauty. It's a big old Pantero.
1: Does it have a name? No. And does it stay in Calgary, or does it come to Buffalo, or is that none of your business?
0: That stays right there, bad boy. Like that. I don't know if you can see all that. It's got everyone's name engraved on it and everything. So, it's so that was
1: cool. 96 rookie year Stanley Cup final.
0: Yep. Cool. I think it needs a name, but it's just me. Other than that, pretty cool.
1: Last one for you. A lot of people um, really impressed with what they've seen since the trade deadline from Troy Stetcher. Mm-hmm. There was not a lot of fanfare made about the trade. Nick, The, the Richie brothers going back and forth it was more a hubbub than any other part of that deal. He's turned out to be quite a fine for this club scores again tonight. That's three as a Calgary flame. And we heard them singing his praises on the broadcast. It's not hard to find people saying they should get them some Troy Stetcher for next year, despite the fact that I believe they've already got seven guys under contract for next year. If you see the return of Oliver Shillington.
0: Well, that's a big question, right? Is Shillington coming back? But even so, wow. Wow. I think Stetcher's been great. I think he's played his ass off. Is there any concern that he's playing his ass off because it's a contract here? (laughs) Like, do we look that deep at it?
1: I just see a guy that cares a lot. And on this team, that stands out. And that's probably a huge indictment on the players. But but for someone that gives a fuck as much as he does, um, that might blend in in other locker rooms. It doesn't here.
0: Yeah, I, and I, I I bring that up only because it does happen with guys where they're playing for con, you know, their, their lives, really, trying to get a new contract. I don't know that that's Stetcher. I think he's playing his ass off because that's what he is and that's who he is. So I've really liked him. I think you'd enjoy having him back. He has a bit of infectious energy to him, punching the glass. He's excited. Yeah, like, sign him up. Don't overpay. Please don't overpay.
1: Yeah. And that is the whole thing. I think everyone loves Troy Stetcher at 1.25 or whatever it is he's making. But um, the question will be, what's he worth? What other options does, does he have Is term going to win the day? Is it top dollar and you're over the cap? So we already thought they had to move a defenseman before you had, you know, the, well, geez, look at this guy. They, they got to keep him too. Uh, If Oliver Shillington comes back and you don't move a D like, Stetcher seven, like who's in the press box here? And I, and there's some ifs there. Oliver Stinson might never play a game again, but we saw him working out last week. It does feel like a summer that there's certainly room to divest of a defenseman and recoup some of the assets you've thrown out the door to get some players at the deadline the last few years, two of the last three years.
2: Well,
0: we got all summer to break it down. If the question is, would I want Stetcher back? The answer is yes, at the right price. Yeah, fair.
1: Okay, and I'm sorry. I, I I get very excited about now we can get into the the mythology and the methodology, <laughs> oh. the GM talk. But it's like yeah, they they're gonna make a lot of decisions between now and probably July one, where it's that's still a long ass way away. Playoffs will start next Monday. We'll have a barn burner tomorrow. Uh,
0: anything else front of mind? I mean, wow. Well, uh, my front of mind, to be quite honest with you is I hope there's fireworks. that There won't be, but I hope there's fireworks that come out of the year-end meetings. I hope there's some real honesty with the media about what the F went on in this season. Good luck.
1: What was that? I don't want to drag this on too long, but okay, so you get dragged into an exit meeting. Are you just carte blanche? Here's exactly how I feel. Are you sugarcoating it to protect people you know or because the gm you you can tell he wants to hear a certain thing like what is that like
0: no i i mean i know me personally i'm not good at sugarcoating so i was fairly honest i think there'll be guys maybe sometimes not as honest as i've been on (laughs) the podcast it is outspoken and vocal but you got to be the say tell the truth because if you're bullshitting then nothing changes and you're stuck with the same pile of garbage next year. Hmm.
1: All right. Uh, we'll have a barber to tomorrow. It'll be somewhere around 1040 to 1230 from our studios in Marta where I am tonight. Rhett say good night to the Panther. Big thank you to our sponsors, Derek Newman of Newman Dean's real estate with CIR realty. Also BK Beaufort liquor, our buddy Mandy, fine spirits, wines, craft beer. If you Go on something special. Maybe it's a gift. Knows what he's talking about. Go say hello on your way out of town of the mountains or if you're out in that wind sport uh, west end of the city.
0: Uh, See you tomorrow. Adios. All
1: right. There's Afterburner. Flames playoff hopes over. One game to go Wednesday against San Jose.